the Start Your Own Business podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, I'm Chloe Thomas, your host, and in this episode, you can hear advice on how to help your startup or small business to weather the storm when times are tough. Our guest expert is Rory Maguire, founder of Atom Content Marketing, the creators of the hugely popular Donut Small Business Advice website and this podcast. Atom's origins stretch back more than 30 years to Rory starting up in London, growing the business significantly to employ more than 20 staff and many freelancers with offices in both London and Bristol, and creating small business content for many high-profile clients, including the UK government and leading blue chips. As for most other businesses, 2008, when the UK last experienced a serious downturn and the years that followed were challenging for Rory and Atom, to say the least. But thankfully, Atom continues to be a leading provider of content that enables small businesses to be more successful. So who better to take us through how to keep your business afloat when times are tough? Rory is going to be sharing a plethora of tips and advice with us in this episode, including how to deal with cash flow, when to cut costs or not cut costs, how to improve your income. We're going to have some tips on what to do if the worst happens and you need to close up the doors for the last time. And we'll be talking a little bit as well about how to stay positive through what should be, could be, probably will be a very interesting 2023. Before we meet our guests, do find out about the show's sponsors, Dell Technologies, and how their technology solutions could help your business to become more productive, efficient, secure, and successful. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with Dell Technologies. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell for Startups provides key solutions to help set up your startup for success, including exclusive member pricing and a dedicated technology advisor who will get to know the needs and goals of your business. Advisors will deliver customised, scalable solutions for rapid tech enablement with top business class PCs and accessories. Join now for valuable resources that will help your business get growing. Visit dell.com forward slash UK startups to join today. It's time to meet our startup expert, Rory Maguire. Hello, Rory. Hello, Chloe. Great to have you here. You have such experience in business. I know we're going to get a lot out of this chat with you. Now, the economic predictions for 2023, let's let's address them. They are a little worrying. If it's anything like 2008 or worse, then things are going to get really tough for many small businesses, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's inescapable. Ever since Ukraine kicked off and then inflation spiked, it's been really worrying. A lot of us are amazed that actually we're not already in a pretty horrible recession. So I think all of us are thinking slightly batten down the hatches, you know, get in those sales and prepare for a rough ride. And small businesses are going to get hit because they're small. Yeah. And they, they suffer from both the the people restricting their spending and 
being a bit safe and having a little bit less control of the costs and the costs that they're be, that are being passed on to them, a little bit less negotiation control, I suppose. Yes. When you're small, not all of us can have a great big portfolio of customers. So perhaps we rely on one or two key customers who might stop buying or buy less. You might have just one or two staff or freelancers who you rely on who, for whatever reason, you lose or so it just gets in a recession, it gets complicated. Just got to be ready to twist and pivot, I suppose, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Endlessly. <laughs> so what are the key likely impacts on small businesses, do you think, in this coming recession? What should people be keeping their eyes out and be ready to react to? I think it's the, it's the top line. So you're just, if you have a sort of sales pipeline, as it were, is it starting to dry up at the top? Are your inquiries going down? All of us need to have a, a three-month rolling cash flow. So that's the next 13 weeks. And if you are regularly dipping back into that and going, actually, that one is slipping a bit and that one's fallen away, but I've got another one, you just need to be controlling that cash flow forecast and seeing where it's going. And if you can already see that you're going to be eight grand short in March, you've got to be dealing with that now. By the time you get there, it's far too late. So it's a very dull subject, cash flow, but it is absolutely the way to go if you want to survive. I find a lot of business owners, even the big business owners, just find cash flow a bit complicated, but it's not that complicated really, is it? It's, it's plotting your costs and your likely income week by week. It is remarkably simple. I mean, it's one of these things, you dread doing it and then you finally do it and you go, what, what was all the fuss about? Cash in with the timings and then cash out with the timings. And once you've done it, to then carry it on to the next quarter and the next quarter and the next quarter really isn't that hard. Just like budgets, if you've got last year's budget, even if it's very rough, these were the sales we were expecting, these were the costs we were expecting, then you go, well, how did it actually turn out? Okay, let's work out a budget for next year. It doesn't take long at all. It's something that we don't have to be afraid of. And it gives you that crystal ball of, oh, 13 weeks time is looking a bit dodgy. Let's go and get some sales now. Now, talking about that with obviously businesses are experiencing rising costs as well. And I think a lot of small businesses are trying to work out if they should put up their own prices or not. Is that something which you would advise for or against or does it depend? I definitely say for if you can. So it's very simple. If your own costs are going up and you're not passing them on, you can very, very quickly start selling at a loss. A lot of us, small businesses, you're working on fairly small margins. By the time you've paid your team and yourself, there's not much left over. So the pricing in all the things you do in business, in a way, pricing is the one magic wand that people have. If you can, if you can push through a price rise of 5%, my goodness, it makes a difference. And in this environment, most of your customers will go, I understand that. And then meanwhile, they're busy trying to raise their own prices. So it's all fair enough. So it's possibly a good time to raise prices if you haven't done it in a while. I totally agree. <laughs> well, let's flip, literally flip the coin. Or is that a pun? I think that's a pun. Let's flip the coin and talk about expenditure because we may have our own suppliers upping our costs a little bit. What approach should we take? Should we 
cut every cost we have? Should we get rid of some of our teams? Should we go and, um, and renegotiate all our contracts? Are those things we should do or should we take a different approach to our costs? Yeah, I mean, you're expecting me to say every business is different and every business is different, but the process is actually very simple. Again, you just need to bite the bullet and get on with it. So you go through every line of your cost budget. What did you spend money on last month, last quarter, last year? And what can we possibly do without? And that's how you how you do it. In terms of big savings, I mean, there are lots of little savings. You, you Even things like, you know, do I jump on that train and go to that meeting? When in your heart, you know, there's a very small chance of it converting. Well, in this environment, I'd go, no. You may be desperate for sales, but you don't want to be spending a lot of money chasing things that aren't going to convert. But the big savings are generally in people and that's a massive decision and it can be a very horrible decision but that tends to be the big one is do i reduce my team whether it's freelance or um, employees do stop using that supplier whatever that is the number one cost and the, the other area of cost that i've often seen that that i would call pretty flabby is expensive professional advisors so for example you see people coming out of corporates and going, oh, I'm not very good at finance. I need a finance director. I need someone to help with my IT. Yeah, yeah, I need that sort of IT director type person. And they pay them ridiculous sums of money to basically hang around doing very little. In the first couple of years, guys, you're probably not going to be making a lot of sales. You don't need a finance director to top that up for you. So by all means, when you're setting up, get someone clever to help you set up your systems, etc. But you've got to be absolutely bootstrapped. As a startup, you're just keeping everything absolutely tight until that magical moment where you're cash positive, you're getting more money in than you're spending, at which point you can start to save some, say, yes, this is actually a reliable surplus I'm getting every month so I can afford to do more. But you've got to keep it very, very tight. I think it becomes a bit of a mindset, like you were saying with that getting the train to that meeting example. You have to go into that mindset of, is this a cost worth paying every single decision you're making? And But trying to make those decisions fast, because I've seen businesses expend an awful lot of energy on saving on making decisions that save them a hundred pounds a year which was a bad use of effort and energy when they could have spent that looking at bigger costs so there's a level of kind of sanity to all of this isn't there yeah yeah it's the same in your family finances we go to huge trouble to save you know threepence halfpenny and then miss the hundred quidder key thing is just to get on with it i think and there, you had a great tip in an earlier podcast. It was Richard Hillsden from Techies. And he was basically saying, don't spend the money in the first place. He used the example of reconditioned kit. So I've got a reconditioned iPhone. It's, you would never know. It just happens to be a lot cheaper. He, he's, a, he's a technical company and he uses reconditioned kit. I was amazed. But if it's, goodness knows, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for the rest of us. But it is that thing of, you know, whether there's a recession or not, just keep your costs right down and life will be a lot easier. Back in the day, back in the 80s, people get big offices, leases, they'd have pot plants. I mean, what a load of nonsense. I mean, horrible, <laughs> horrible costs when it all goes wrong. 
a lot of guys regretting a lot of stuff at that point. I loved your iPhone example there because nobody would know you've saved <laughs> half the price. <laughs> you know, there's like there's no downside to that cost saving at all. You've still got the same tech, you've still got the same blingy phone if you need a blingy phone, but you've saved half the money. And I think that's something, you know, where that's, that's for me, that's where cost cutting becomes a bit fun, actually, because I can feel really, really smug about it. But I obviously work in the marketing space. And this is the time where a lot of companies go, we're going to cut all our marketing budgets. So some costs, you shouldn't cut they can it can be a bad idea to cut them so we've we've got to hold on to some keep spending some of our money don't we so where it gets tricky is when you're in a proper survival situation when you're in a crisis at which point and i i'm in marketing too i i know i will get binned by people whose backs are against the wall and that's fair enough but yeah if you're in a, in a crisis situation if you don't get it right you won't pay anyone you will go bust so in a crisis situation, you go through your costs and go, which costs, if I don't pay these, am I going to be put out of business by? So, you know, we can maybe talk about HMRC later, but if you've been not paying your tax bill repeatedly, then at some point they will say enough's enough. Ditto, if you are not playing ball with your bank, at some point they, you know, they are entitled to withdraw your overdraft, etc. So you just need to work out what you have to pay and what you can maybe leave till later. And as I mentioned, it might sound unethical doing that, but it's actually perfectly ethical because no one will get paid unless you do it sensibly. And just on the point of who you pay, just to make people aware, what you cannot do is pay yourself, pay your family, pay your friends in priority to other people, to other creditors. That's called preferential payments and it's illegal and you can get in serious, serious trouble for that. Well, that's a good thing to know. And um, talking about friends and family and yourself, one of the we've got very practical on the money side of things, but one of the other difficulties going through this is keeping your morale up because there's a load of extra work to do which is a lot of it's kind of negative thinking how can we cost save here how can we cost save here rather than dinging the bell because a load of sales are coming in so it's it's quite important to take extra extra care of ourselves as we go through this as well isn't it yeah i think there are sort of there are two two points in what you're saying one is looking after oneself and one is looking after your team now if i just start with the team I've been very lucky with my business because of the people we've got in the team. And they, when things get difficult, it sort of makes us, it brings us together. So what you can't do is suddenly wave a flag and go, be happy, everyone. I'm a leader and I'm going to incentivize you. If you haven't been doing that for the last few years, you won't have a strong team who face up to these problems. Going back to oneself, when I've watched other people and compared it to my own experience as a business owner, I was very, very lucky in having support from the word go. So, you know, my father was my biggest fan of the company. I had masses of friends and family who supported me. My brother gave me tremendous help. And so I never felt that exposed. I've seen other people with no support around them, and it is absolutely brutal. You know, they're, they're going home on their own at night, even if they're married. They're going home 
at night with the whole burden on their shoulders. And that is absolutely terrible. Yeah, you have to, you've got to find a way to release that tension and find someone to talk to about it, haven't you, if you're in that scenario? Yeah, you need business buddies. And if you haven't got any, find other people like you. We formed, when I was living in Bristol, a founders group just for fun. And my goodness, it was pretty lively. (laughs) (laughs) What you found was that people that start businesses, if you get them together in one pub and give them a couple of beers, yes, it was pretty lively and very supportive. Yeah, and cathartic as well, I suspect. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to lower the mood now a little bit, which is, of course, not all small businesses are going to survive in any year and, and almost certainly not as we go through 2023. Have you got any advice for those who have realized they've reached the end of the line? Yeah. I mean, firstly, it's a very normal thing. It is quite amusing. You know, every year, certainly the government used to beat their chest and say, this year, half a million businesses started up. And I'd be thinking, yes, and the number of small businesses has hardly changed. (laughs) What does that tell you? And most businesses have a life cycle. People run out of steam or run out of energy. It's absolutely normal. It's certainly nothing to be ashamed of. But where it gets tricky is if you owe people money. So if you've got a team with salaries, if you've got creditors, you know, a landlord and maybe a supplier, then that's where it gets difficult. And I'm the only advice would be if you can see that it's just gradually going downhill, face up to it, make an early decision and get out early rather than, than later. And the advice I would give repeatedly on every aspect of business is go and talk to someone who's done it before. Go and find people who've done the same thing, whether it's a startup or gone into that market or bought that bit of software or bought that bit of kit or had trouble with staff or a customer or whatever. Go and talk to someone who's done it before. We are all remarkably helpful to each other. You just need to ask the question. So find someone who's been down that experience and just see how they handled it, what they would have done differently. And in all this, there's a lot of human stuff, which not all of us are good at. And so even on that level, it's very useful if they say, look, if I was you, I would do this and I, I would do that. Yeah, it's there's no shame at all in closing down a business, but you can do it well or you can do it badly. And I guess facing up to it, as you said, is the is the key thing and asking for help because... When you're, when you're a startup, you may, you may not be aware of the thing that could actually save you or could make that ending process less painful. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. It's a bit like redundancy. I mean, a startup that doesn't work is a bit like a redundancy. You kind of go, oh, my God, I failed. A year later, you'll be absolutely fine, almost certainly. If you've put your entire life savings in it, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the chap that just lost a a few billion on crypto, he must be a bit unhappy at the moment. But for most of us, you give it a go. If it doesn't work, you try something else. A year later, it's fine. You've got a job or you've started something else. Life does go on. (laughs) (laughs) It does indeed. And uh, Rory, you've been running your business for 31 years now. You took it through a couple of these recessionary periods. Are there any other tips you'd like to to give the audience other than those we've already mentioned? Yeah, what have I learned? Well, the, the starting point, and this is what everyone will tell you, is you've got to work out why you're doing it and what you're actually 
trying to achieve. So the, the big fork in the road is, do you want to do a lifestyle business, minimal risk, you know, modest stress, probably modest excitement, or do you want to go large? That's the route I chose. I always wanted to have a team around me and, and do it in contracts, etc. That's the starting point. After that, I think that the key to success, of course, you've got to be good at what you do, but it's all about who you manage to hire. And the, the wonderful theory is that, oh, you just go and hire brilliant people. Well, bad news, guys. When you're tiny, the, the best guys really don't want to come and work for you. <laughs> Why would they? So, you know, there's no financial security. You're probably offering a very modest salary. So you do it in stages. To start with, you you sort of make do, you know, by all means, hire nice people, but you're not going to hire the big hitters until till you get further down the road. And then it gets very exciting. Once you can start hiring really talented people, then that's when the real fun starts. But what have I learned in 31 years? I've learned that if you've got a good team, you can do amazing things and it's good fun. Yeah, it's always got to be good fun. Well, Rory, we've covered a lot in this episode. So what's the key thing you want the listeners to take away from this podcast? The key, okay, if we're talking about survival and how to, how to get through a recession, then, you know, it, I would come back to the boring cash flow point <laughs> and trying to get reliable monthly revenue. That's sort of the the core of any successful business. And, you know, the epitome of that is Mr. Bill Gates and Microsoft, who to this day, I keep paying him monthly payments <laughs> and lucky him, but you've got to control your costs as we've discussed and you need luck. If lady luck is not on your side, things can go horribly wrong. If you lose a customer, you lose a supplier. Supply in recessions, a lot of people go out of business including your suppliers, if you have problems with your own staffing, etc. So yeah, cross all your fingers and toes. <laughs> okay, Rory, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the web, please? To find me, I would just direct people to the Donut websites. And the company is Atom Content Marketing. That's the company behind them all. You can find me, I've got a very odd spelling, MCC. G-W-I-R-E. We're the only ones on Google, so that's where you can find me. <laughs> the joy of an unusual surname. <laughs> well, Rory, thank you so much for sharing so many tips with the audience. I think we've given them a lot of reassurance, but also a lot of key areas to look at. So thank you for being a great guest. No, my pleasure. The time absolutely flew. Lovely to get to chat with Rory there. And he shared so much great advice. Um, he really is someone who's been there and done it and has so much knowledge to share. He recently put a LinkedIn post live talking about the, the twists and turns of his 31 years in business. So there's going to be a link to that in the notes for this episode. I'll tell you about those in a moment. For me, I think the three big things to take away from this is obviously the cash flow piece. It's not hard to put together and it's the crystal ball to give you the clarity on what you need to be focusing on this week to make sure your business is all right in five, six, seven, 13 weeks time. Now could be a great time to raise your prices. People will understand the price rise. It's almost expected at the moment. And then finally, do keep an eye on your costs, but 
don't cut the things you shouldn't be cutting. So keep thinking about what should I cut? Can I cut that? Is that a good idea? We covered a lot of ground in this episode. So to help you, you can find the summary notes for this episode and links to more free resources by visiting startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast. And that's donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. Now, this series exists to help you complete key tasks and negotiate challenges when setting up and growing your new business. So next up, we'll be building on some of the personal emotional resilience topics we talked about in this episode and getting deep into how to be more self-confident when running a small business. I'm going to be joined by an expert in building up your self-confidence and using it to grow your business. If you're enjoying the series, picking up valuable tips, please spread the word to others you know who are setting up a business or thinking about it. And be sure to sign up to the Donut Weekly Newsletter for free startup news, advice and special offers to help your new business succeed. You'll find that at www.startupdonut.co.uk forward slash newsletters. And thank you to Dell Technologies for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to join the Dell for Startups program for more exclusive benefits and valuable resources. Details coming up now. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donuts with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell for Startups provides key solutions to help set up your startup for success, including exclusive member pricing and a dedicated technology advisor who will get to know the needs and goals of your business. Advisors will deliver customized, scalable solutions for rapid tech enablement with top business class PCs and accessories. Join now for valuable resources that will help your business get growing. Visit dell.com forward slash UK startups to join today.